everybody, welcome back to uh, episode 6 of the Unwanted Critics. Um, we're here covering the HBO Max original series, The Last of Us, where we're breaking it down and just getting into the nitty gritty of all of it. Um, so we're going to get right into it. Um, I also, again, just like every single time we start this, I like this episode. It was a good episode. Yeah. I, it was really heartfelt. I liked it a lot. Um, it felt similar to the last episode uh, of like so much character development and learning a lot about different things that like were unknown and that we weren't sure of. Um, but a little less action compared to the last one. But I always think there's a good balance. Um, but yeah, this episode is called, uh, it's titled Kin, um, which we'll kind of learn a little more about that as we go through this. Um, but the episode starts with the disturbing flashback and memory of Henry killing himself. Um, and, oh, I hate watching that scene. It is like, it like ugh, makes your heart drop. It's pitiful. But it starts with that, right? And then it cuts to three months later and uh, in Wyoming, right? And you like, it cuts and you see the snow and you're like, oh my gosh, they're in Wyoming already? Like, this is crazy. Like, or at least for me, when I was watching it, I was like, the, some of these time jumps that they take in this show are huge. Yeah. Like, they're huge time gaps. And I understand it's not like, oh, they, have, they don't have cars or planes and they can't just like go from one place to another. Like, it takes time to do it. But also like, that's so much time of like Joel and Ellie's relationship that we don't get to see. Yeah, so which I forget that because like I'm not going to go into, into the end of the episode. Like that was also three months they spent together. I yeah. didn't think about it until just now. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, there's a lot of character growth and like they're bonding. Yeah. And so I didn't think of it until now actually. So. Yeah, and like that's so like think about it. Three months of like the way that they're living. All they have to do is talk to each other. That's the only thing they have to do when they're around each other is to yeah. like keep each other company. So like, I just think it's crazy that it's such a large time jump. But we jump three months later. They're in Wyoming. They're this much closer to doing Joel's goal, right? Of like finding um, Tommy, and um, we see um, there uh, we're following a man who's approaching this cabin. He gets into it. Um, it's him and his wife, and we can kind of see like the way he looks at his wife. She kind of cuts her eyes into another direction. He just knows from the way he looks at her that like someone's in the house, and we see that it's Joel. And Ellie's upstairs, and Joel's like, you know, tells him, hey, take your gun out with two fingers, put it down over here. And the guy does it kind of like, kind of like sarcastically. He like sets it down. He's like, you know, like, <laughs> like it's right here. Like, don't worry. You know, like he's not concerned at all. And um, like the man starts talking to his wife. The couples are named Marlon and Lawrence, uh, so I've learned. And uh, they're original characters from the show. Nothing okay. to do with the video game. I didn't know um, that. And so, uh, she like the the dynamic between the husband and the wife is hilarious through this whole scene. So like, he like the husband's like, uh, why didn't you get the gun? And she's like, it's all the way over there. And then like, <laughs> she's like, he's like, you made them food. Yeah, like, you made them soup. And she's like, well, it's cold outside. Yeah. And yeah. Like, I was laughing so hard. It's it's that. a great dynamic between the two of them, and like. You know, even once Joel starts to ask them questions about, you know, where they are and, you know, he, he shows them where they are on the map and um, they start to talk about just like the location of all of it and why they're there. And Joel's like, I'm looking for my brother. And the guy's like, I haven't seen him. And he's like, I haven't even told you what he looks like. And the guy, uh, the husband's like, 
does he look anything like you? And he goes, kind of. And he goes, I haven't seen him. <laughs> so, but what I was going to say was, like, her offering them food and stuff and, like, that, it just shows, like, there's still decent people out there. Like, because we yeah. got, like, Bill and Frank earlier, you know, like, he, Bill, whichever one, it was Bill, I think. Yeah. He was more, like, skeptical, but, like, yeah, they did sure. open up. And then there's these two people, the wife opened yeah. up and like, you know. They're, these are definitely good people. And, um, you know, they talk about how they moved out here like way before, he says, way before you were even like born or something like that. And um, again, another funny moment where the wife is like, I didn't want to. <laughs> She's like, I didn't want yeah, to come he just out dragged here. me out here. <laughs> yeah. um, but basically they've been out there forever and they kind of give them a lay of the land and they talk about you know the city of cody which is what they referenced when ellie was looking at the map or whatever in the third episode fourth episode yeah fourth episode um and they're like yeah it's like crawling with infected and all this stuff so they just talk about how like wyoming as a whole like the the cities are like not good places to go right yeah and then the couple warn them they're like hey don't go over the river like on the other side of the river like, it's just filled with bodies, like infected, like normal people. There's just dead people everywhere over there. Don't go over there on that side of the river. Um, and they just kind of tell them, hey, Tommy's probably dead. Like, if your brother's out there, if he's on the other side of the river, he's probably gone. And, you know, Ellie's very confident. And she's like, whatever, we're not scared. We're going to go, you know. And so they leave. And on their way out, um, Ellie takes one of the rabbits that the husband had just brought in from hunting. <laughs> And um, I saw someone try to make this parallel between the rabbits and there was also a buck that was hanging that uh, like on this rack that he had also hunted outside their house. And I saw someone try to make this parallel of like the two rabbits being Ellie and his passed away daughter Sarah and the buck being Joel. But I felt like it was like just way too off-putting for it to make like sense like it, I don't know I had a hard time connecting it wasn't there a scene also from the video game I can't remember like in the second one where like it was like a sh like a close shot of like mm -hmm. a rabbit and it just gets stabbed yes was that, that from the game <laughs> yeah kids yeah they're hunting and they shoot the rabbit with an arrow there's a really funny uh video of this girl who's streaming reacting to it she's like no she's like she's like She's like, oh my gosh, that's such an adorable bunny. And then it gets shot by this arrow. And, she, and she's like, oh my gosh. I've seen that video. It's hilarious. But yeah, um, basically they walk outside. And this is where we see the first of Joel's panic attacks, right? His heart starts to beat really fast and he has to lean down. And again, this is where we see Ellie's fear of like being alone. She's like, Joel, Joel, are you dying? You can't die. I like that. Like, that was like her first reaction. Are you dying? Yeah. Like, she's please like, don't die. She's like, I can't, like, I've, I'm screwed. I'm, if I'm out here on my own, you can't die. And, um, and so he ends up being fine. They keep walking and there's a little bit of time of them traveling here. Um, they talk about a couple of things. They talk about hunting and how, like, she's like, hey, you should teach me how to hunt. And he's like, you wouldn't like the dressing part. And she makes a joke about how dressing should, should be undressing. undressing. Um, and then um, when they're traveling towards the river, they stop for camp for the night. Um, there we can see Joel taping his boot. So we know they've been traveling for a long time. They're yeah. starting to, they're, the stuff wear they're wearing is starting tear. to wear and tear and, and fall apart. Um, and honestly, it's a slight reminder of Tess when she used to, when she was having to tape her foot in the beginning of the show. Oh yeah, I did um, that. And then uh, we see Ellie looking at the Northern Lights, and he tells her to come down. And then they start talking a little bit, and Ellie talks about, hey, like, when you get all uh, all done here, like, 
let's say the whole infection's gone, this whole medicine stuff works, what are you going to do? And Joel's like, I'll just be a sheep farmer, right? And he says, because they're, they're quiet and they'll listen or something like that. Which I don't know if you've ever been around sheep. They're freaking stupid. They are. Sheep are like some of the dumbest animals I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, so I don't know about the whole them listening thing. And they're, not all, they're also not extremely quiet. But um, then we hear Ellie talk about how she wants to be an astronaut, right? She references Sally Ride, which honestly is such a bad A name for an astronaut. Um, but it's a female astronaut. She talks about how she would love to do that. Um, and uh, then there's kind of like a moment of like silence. And then you can kind of see Ellie like wondering. And she's like, do you really think this whole vaccine stuff's going to work? Right. And Joel's like, well, it's a little too late to start. A little too late to start wondering that now. Like we're this <laughs> far into this. Like it's kind of what we're like. This is what we're after. We got to go for it. And then he kind of comforts her and he's like, yeah, like it'll probably work, but it's a little more complicated than you think. And the reason he says that is because she admits to three months ago trying to help Sam and save him with her blood. And she was like, I know it was stupid, but I just felt like I had to try. So again, we see this, this like chip on her shoulder that she's holding on to like, hey, like I couldn't save him. So I have to save these other people. Right. I'm Um, sure it also gave her doubt too, like, even if it will work, mm -hmm. you know, like, hey, that's probably why she asked, do you think it'll work? Yeah. Because, like, it didn't work for him. Do you think it'll work for others? Yeah. So, um, Joel kind of comforts her, and then they start to argue over who's going to take the first, like, first watch for the night, and Joel's like, I'll take both. Um, and, uh, ironically enough, Joel does uh, not stay awake through both. He falls asleep, um, and we see Ellie has taking it upon herself to take the watch for the night and she like explains to him how like hey I did everything you've taught me which again growth so much growth that we mm-hmm. just haven't gotten to see in the past three months she's learned so much they've grown in their relationship she was like I watched my six I checked for like you know high ground I like looked for like my all like blind spots all this stuff um so she just did a great job and it's kind of a parallel to what Joel did for Ellie in the fourth episode when like she was scared by people finding him and he stayed up the whole night and watched for them, you know. But also it this kind of plays into like Joel having this fear that we kinda of learn about this show and this episode of not being fit enough to take care of Ellie, right? Because he doesn't want to lose her. Which all goes back to his daughter dying, right? Yeah. Um, And we see him being, you know, going through these issues of, like, right when he wakes up, he's, like, mumbling in his sleep, right? And she referenced, Ellie mentions that. But I I, uh, found out that he's mumbling, supposed to be me. He said it twice, supposed to be me, supposed to be me. And he's having survivor's guilt of, like, I'm guessing his daughter specifically, yeah. or it could be Tess, it could be anyone, right? All these people that he's created connections with and has lost, right? He's having survivor's guilt and it's pitiful, right? And so um, Joel's just having a hard time, man. He's going through it. Um, but they pack up and um, they uh, start to continue out. They decide to uh, cross this bridge, right? The the first scary bridge of the river, right? They're so scared about it. And it's fine. They cross it. 
Um, as they're walking, they uh, arrive to um, a dam, um, and <laughs> Ellie says, "Dam." Yeah. And Joel tells her that she is no Will Livingston, which is a reference to the author of her book from the fourth episode called No Pun Intended, Volume Two, <laughs> spelled T O O. Um, and then Ellie starts to ask uh, how they got electricity from like the river and the dam and all this stuff. And Joel says that he doesn't know. And Ellie, ironic, or just says like, hey, "You could have just lied, and I would have believed you." You know, said anything, which is kind of bullcrap because like in the fourth episode, uh, he's siphoning gas and he starts to explain how to do it, like how it works. And she's like, you mm-hmm. have no clue to you. And he's like, no, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so like he's tried that before with her and she like snuffed it out. So, um, all kind of ironic and good callbacks to the other episodes. Um, but they pass the river and as they're still walking, um, they see another river and Ellie's like, what if that first one wasn't the river and this is the river? And then as they kind of draw things together and Joel's looking at the map, they get surrounded by people on horseback and um, they, uh, let's see, they uh, are just being asked like, hey, who are you? Where are you from? You know, the normal kind of things when they like you roll up on people that like you don't know in a survival type situation, you know, Um, and they like separate the two of them and they bring out this dog and the dog is like sniffing to see if they're infected which Mm -hmm. like sounds kind of like a stretch but if you think about it like if you look back at like the very first episode with miss adler there was a good minute where like the uh the adler's dog was like staring at the old lady like miss adler it was like something's wrong with her you know what i'm saying like well there is a thing like dogs can sense like sickness and yeah stuff. but they can i know people like the military and all kinds of things dogs can like sniff out a lot of things but like i almost feel like it's a stretch and it could just be me but i don't know maybe i'm downing it too much but like it, it slightly feels like a stretch but i'm not gonna say they couldn't because they do be sniffing out like everything like bombs and drugs and like medicine i, I only say that because like life experience i had a dog growing up and then we found like this weird like not weird but like we found a dalmatian Mm -hmm. and apparently it was sick and we didn't know it but our dog that we had was like protecting us keeping it away from us like it was really crazy that's crazy and so we learned later on it was sick and like it could have like gotten us basically wow that's really crazy so yeah i guess so but um but yeah it's kind of a reference to not just what dogs are able to do in general but the first episode yeah that dog being like yo something's wrong with this old lady um and so it ends up sniffing out uh, both of them, and uh, this is where we see Joel's second panic attack. He is overwhelmed with the feeling that he cannot protect Ellie, starts to freak out, noise starts to go numb, and then we see the dog is like really sweet, like just like <laughs> licking all over Ellie and having a good time. And my guess is just like, this part doesn't have to be like super deeply explained. She's got some sort of mutated gene that makes it twerk you know, I guess it's not identifiable to dogs somehow, or, like, she's just in the clear, you know, like, yeah. one one way or another, she's good, um, and, um, ironically enough, uh, Maria, who we later learn is Tommy's wife, yeah, um, is with that, like, that party of people on the horsebacks, uh, and is, like, at, she asks what his name is, and he says, Joel, and in that moment, she knows exactly who's he, who she, or who he is, right, 
So they get them on the horses, they ride back, and they go to what is Jackson, Mississippi, the town of Jackson. Ironically enough, I've actually been to Jackson, or not Mississippi, did I say Mississippi? I meant Wyoming. <laughs> um, I've been to Jackson, Wyoming, and it is so beautiful there, and the way they depict it is pretty accurate. Um, it's a little more like old western town vibes in this yeah. show but it obviously it's because like they're having to build a lot of stuff from the ground up um and so uh they're just using the resources they have it's not like they can bring in cranes and all this crazy stuff mm-hmm. they're just using whatever they have um because you can see like when they get there tommy who is there mm-hmm. he was like helping like with like a pulley system yeah. trying to like lift a piece of wood exactly and yeah um which also, it was kind of a callback to him being a contractor with, like, him and Joel back yeah. in the day. So, he's, like, doing, like, his own trades that he, like, remembers how to do. Um, but there's a little callback to the video game. When they enter the town, you see this place called the Tipsy Bison Bar, which is a place that's in the game. Um, <laughs> what a name. Yeah. Uh, and then um, we just, again, see how, like, civil and normal this town looks um, and how well protected it is. And they kind of explain, hey, like you know, this is what our town is, like, this is why people say there's dead bodies everywhere is because, like, we're very protective about this place, but also we're not just, like, killing people left and right, you know, um, and they just try to keep it on the down low, um, and so, like you said, Joel and Tommy reunite in a very joyful, like, embrace, um, but in the video game, they're, like, moment where they reunite is a little different, they're a little, like, hesitant and all this stuff, Mm -hmm. um, so it's definitely a little different, but I think it was fine for this case. It which one great. do you think would be better? Like, which one did you prefer, the video game like meeting or the one from the? It's just film? way the the way their relationship takes course in the game and like in the show is a little different. But the show feels so fresh and new that right now I'm kind of rocking with the show. Okay. But also, the game's so good. You just have to play the game. If you haven't played the game, highly suggest it. They just like remastered it to be in like. Uh, like really 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 like up-to-date graphics and look great on the PlayStation 5 and all that stuff so they've got the stuff out there and you should definitely try if you haven't but um, yeah we see um, in that moment when they're like reuniting Ellie's face looks she looks pitiful and it's because like I think she's kind of realizing that like you know she is becoming less of like an importance because someone else that Joel, like, loves and cares for is, like, back in his life, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, Jelly, uh, Jelly, Joel and Ellie um, are uh, being fed, um, and um, we see Ellie being criticized for her language and the way she acts, right? And Maria's like, there's not a lot of people that, like, talk or act or look like you around here. And honestly, if you think about it, like Ellie's whole life is nothing like anyone's has ever been. You know, it's so different. She's literally been like living in the wilderness her whole life, if you think about it, like pretty much. Like these past like four or five months, she's been doing that. Fedra's been crazy. Like she's just been locked up. You know, she hasn't had a good childhood at all. Um, And so, which honestly is kind of a nod to the beginning of the episode when she uh, t- 
tells uh, that old couple, like, they're like, how'd you get lost? And she was like, oh, it was so easy to find our way around with all the effing uh, signs in the forest and all this stuff <laughs> like that. You know, she's being sarcastic, and they were like, oh, my, like, joking about how vulgar she was. So she gets criticized for that. Um, but then, um, you know, Joel's like, hey, can we have some time for just family? And then Tommy's like, actually, Maria is family. They reveal that they've been married, and... And Joel is like very hesitant to say anything. And Ellie's like, say thank you. Or not thank you, say congrats, right? And so Joel struggles to get it out, but says congrats. Um, and then um, they receive a tour from uh, Tommy and Maria. And they explain essentially how everything is like shared ownership here in this whole community. It's a commune. And they... Um, have no need for a bank because they trade for every everything yeah. and um then we see uh joel claim that they're communist and tommy's like no we're not communists and then his <laughs> wife is like that's exactly what we are <laughs> like we, we live in a commune we're communist and i guess it's kind of an emphasis on like odd people's lack of knowledge of like what like communism is mm-hmm. um but anyways, they they show that, and it's then, because like here in the U.S., we don't think as like communism is a good thing. Yeah, not at all. Like he's like, no, that's not what we are. She's like, no, that's yeah. Exactly and you know, what Tommy's like freedom fighter, like military, you know, military. So he's like, we're not communists, and she's like, that's exactly what we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we see uh, Ellie meet uh, a pony named Shimmer, which is also a horse that is in part two of The Last of Us. Um, it's actually called Shimmer in the game as well. So that's kind of a cool little nod to the game. Um, and then we see uh, Joel and Tommy kind of split off from Ellie and Maria. And uh, they're in a bar and they're catching up and they're joking about how old they are. And then Tommy asks about Tess. And Joel initially lies to Tommy about Tess and also where Ellie's from. Because if he were to tell the truth about any of this, he'd also have to tell the truth about Ellie and how, she, like, her little condition. Yeah. And he doesn't want Ellie to get hurt. So he's trying to protect her. Um, which, if you think about it, you know, Tommy still has this idea that Joel is still doing these, like, uh, like inhumane, un- like, morally right things of, like, using Ellie as cargo and making money for it and killing people left and right just for like the sense of doing it, not for like, not because he has to or anything like that. When in actuality, Joel has come a long way and is a much better person than he used to be. Um, But he doesn't know that yet, right? And so um, Joel attempts to recruit Tommy to go to the, um, the university that's close by to find the fireflies. And Tommy reveals that he cannot because he's about to be a father. And when Joel hears this, he's, like, kind of just even bothered by, like, the idea of fatherhood. Like, he's scorned by it because of the loss of his child, and now he's having to take care of another girl, and he just doesn't want to mess that up, right? Mm-hmm. And so Joel just says something like, uh, I think Tommy's like, I think I'll be a good dad. And Joel says, I'm like, I guess we'll see, or something like that. And Tommy's just mad about it, right? And Joel gets up and gets upset. And it's like, we'll be out of your hair by morning, I'll leave, and all this stuff like that. And they leave the bar, um, and um, as soon as he steps outside, there's a huge scene, in my opinion, for this episode. He steps outside, he has another little panic attack. Um, again, because he's like, his this mentality of, oh, Tommy's not able to take care of her, and so now it's up to me. 
and again, this feeling of, I don't know that I can do this. You know, I don't want to lose Ellie. I don't know that I can do this. Sinks in. He starts to have a panic attack. He's like freaking out. And then he looks up and he sees a woman that looks exactly like his daughter, Sarah. Like over by this, like, I think they're at a campfire somewhere. They're, they're close by something. They were putting, no, I thought they were putting stuff on the tree for yeah, a second. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I couldn't remember what it was. But yeah, they're putting stuff on this Christmas tree. And... Um, then he sees a little girl who I'm assuming is this woman's child that also looks like Sarah as a little, little girl. <laughs> and if you think about it, if Sarah had not passed away, she had not died, then at this point in time, Sarah would probably be the age of this woman who was able to have children. She'd be so, about 35 years yeah, old, to be honest. Yeah, so she'd be old enough to have, like, to have a kid herself, and Joel would be like a grandparent at this point, you know? Yeah. Like, and so this is like a what could have been for Joel. It's pitiful. And so he sees this, and it's just so sad. Um, and then um, he's just having a hard time with that, you know, as, as he should. Um, and then we see, you know, cut to Ellie in this house um, where she's got in the shower. Um, and she's in a room of, like, a girl who was, like, pre-breakout of the infection and she's just surrounded by a lot of, like, stuff that she's never heard of, right? On the walls, mm-hmm. you see all these pictures. And, like, even I saw in the video there was a thing about, like, on this one girl's, like, wall, it was, uh, it was like, top ten hottest guys. And it was, like, all <laughs> these, like, it was, like, some celebrity names and then just guys in their town. And it was just an emphasis of, like, the problems of then, right? And, like, just what was going on then. And we'll get into more of that later when she's in that girl's diary. Um and then this is another cool little tidbit. Um, it talks about how um, right before she goes to see Maria across the street, Maria had left her a diva cup. Do you know what that is? I do. Dude, <laughs> this stuff. So I found out about what a diva cup was like two years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the greatest invention ever for like menstrual anything. It is genius. If I was it a is. woman, I would 100% be using this thing. Because it's so practical. And I'm also like a cheap person. So I feel like that just is another reason why I would probably save use money. money. Yeah. You don't have to buy like tampons or pads all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? You'd save so much money. So if you don't know what a Diva Cup is, look it up. But <laughs> it totally makes so much sense for them to. It's cool that they even addressed such like a normal daily struggle that you wouldn't think about for women mm-hmm. in like the case of this show you know and they've done it twice now yeah because they brought it up when she found the tampons right and mm-hmm. you think about how excited she was to find those in the beginning of this uh show and think about how much easier this is going to make everything for her you know like you just keep that on you and then you're good so um i thought that was a cool little thing that they referenced um so they do that and then um, Ellie goes across the street um, to Maria, and she's wandering out around in the house, and she sees the chalkboard over the like mantle, and it says the names Kevin and Sarah, and it has dates written by them. And so we learned that these are we kind of know who Sarah is, you know, that's Joel's daughter. That's when she passed away, and our guess is Kevin is also Maria's child, and when Kevin passed away, and. Um, which is so pitiful to think about because if you look at the date of it, it shows when they were born to when they passed away, right? And so Kevin, Maria's son, was three years old when he died. 
and he died two, I think two or three days after the outbreak. Yeah. Wait, how old was he? He was three. Dang. Which, so that sounds like a pitiful story to hear. I don't know how it happened, but I really don't want to know. <laughs> like, it sounds so sad to think about her having a three-year-old boy right during this outbreak and then somehow mm-hmm. that kid dying is pitiful. So they wrote those up there, and we see, you know, um, Maria and Ellie, like, just, like, talking. Like, I think she's cutting her hair, right? Just doing very kind, hospitable things to her when, especially, like, how busy they are, like, not able to do things like get haircuts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's talking, and they're just talking about, like, who you can trust, right? And she's telling Ellie, like, are you sure you can trust Joel? And she's like, are you sure you can trust Tommy? Because he was doing the same stuff that Joel does, and Joel doesn't do that stuff anymore, and this and that. And, you know, it's also the moment where Ellie learns about Sarah, his daughter. And so, you know, Ellie's starting to connect things of like, oh, maybe he views me as his daughter, and this and that, and this is why he has this connection. Um, and so there's some, uh, some development there, and then Ellie goes to... Um, to watch a, uh, a movie, right, with the rest of the town. And ironically enough, they're in the same building where they were eating when they first got uh, in that town. So it's cool to see how, like, this town is using, like, everything they have as a resource. You know? It renovates it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're watching a movie, uh, a 1997 film called The Goodbye Girl. Um, and in that movie, um, it's kind of, kind of kind of a parallel to... Joel's character to the main character of this movie. So in this 97 movie, uh, The Goodbye Girl, the main character is an actor who moves in with a woman and her kids, and he has an opportunity to make it out with, like, to go uh, to this big job, but he had promised them, before he got the opportunity, he had promised them that he would stay there and all this stuff. And that's kind of where Joel's at. Like, he has this opportunity to stay here with his brother or, like, um, or to go and like stay with Ellie like he told her he would, you know. And so there's a little parallel there. Um, and during this time, we see um, Tommy uh, meets back up with Joel, gives him a new pair of boots because he knew his, he was trying to fix it in the beginning of the scene, but also he knew he's trying to like duct tape his boot and all this stuff earlier in the show. Um, and this is when Joel kind of breaks down and tells Tommy the truth about everything, right? He tells it about test how they got there who Ellie is what's going on with her um, and he begs Tommy to take Ellie because he says that he wouldn't make it with her and that she'd be better off with him and um, Tommy uh, agrees to do it but like next morning they get up and go uh, Joel comes back to the house where Ellie is and goes to have a conversation with her about it and before he does he sees Ellie reading this the diary that I referenced earlier and it's from that girl's room that she's in. Yeah. And it's like old world problems, right? Of like, oh, like, boys. And yeah, boys. And my parents said I was going to go to the mall, but they didn't take me and this and that. And she's like, oh, I can't relate to any of this. You know, like what a, what a world it must have been, you know, when the biggest issues were boys and going to the mall, you know. And so um, she thinks about that. And then also this is a random note, but in the back of the, like, the back of that scene, there's a poster of a giraffe, and that's a nod towards the game as well, because there's a part of the game where you see giraffes in the game, which sounds crazy, but that's something that actually happens. Um, and uh, But right before, 
right after she gets done reading the journal, right, the diary, um, they, uh, they get in this argument, right, um, where Joel is starting to tell her, hey, Tommy's going to take you and all this stuff. And she's like, no. Uh, she essentially tells him that, like, you know, she's lost a lot of things and she doesn't want to lose Joel and all this stuff like that. And Joel, like, yells at her and is like, you don't know, you don't even know what, like, you can't begin to know what loss is, you know, because he's lost so much. And then she tells him, like, everyone in my life has always left me except for you. So, like, you can't leave me and all this stuff. And that's her fear, her fear of being left alone. Um, And, again, Joel's fear of not being able to take care of her, which is why he's making this decision. Um, And the cool thing is this is a pivotal moment in the video game when Joel and Ellie have this exact same conversation, almost word for word, scene for scene. The wallpaper in the room is the same wallpaper in the room in the video game. It just takes place in a different location. It's not in Jackson, Wyoming. It's like Ellie runs off on a horse to a like a little ranch, and Joel has to go and find her. And then they have this argument, and then like as soon as the argument ends, they have to like fight bad guys or something because that's the part of the video game, you know. But in the show, the argument ends, and we have to sit and just think about it, you know. We have to think about what what words have been exchanged, how they feel, just what all is going on. Um, and then the next day, Joel decides to give Ellie the choice, right? You can either go with him or with me. And I mean, with before he even gets the words out of his mouth, she's like, all right, pack up. She like hands him his bag and gives it to Joel. She's like, I oh, love that. <laughs> like, she, like she did not take any time to hesitate. She's like, all right, it's you. Let's go. You know, and Joel's like, all right. And so he takes Tommy's gun um, and then they hit the road and... Um, they uh like on the road again we see them bonding building their relationship growing so much together um very like father-daughter type stuff it was sweet like her asking like questions from like before all of it so like football or uh what he did yeah what's a contractor but what i was thinking i was on the phone still with my fiance because she was doing homework and i was watching this and what i was thinking had nothing to do with it but um I was kind of laughing because I'm thinking in the back of my mind the sound like the song that goes like on the way. Like that was going on in my mind while they were on the horse. I was like, this is like this song would pick great for this movie right here. I was like, great. Yeah. And I heard that the same like guitar theme that they use throughout this episode is used again here. Um, And it's also used at the very end of this episode, but like in a much sadder tone because the episode ends in kind of a sad way. Sort of. Um, and so, but you're right. Um, it's a cool, like, it is a, a scene where it's like the whole, like the band's back together. We're like mm-hmm. traveling together. We're bonding. You know, they, uh, he teaches her how to shoot a little bit and he like shows her, shows her up. And then, like you said, they bond over talking about things in the past, like football. They talk about politics a little bit. They talk about him being a contractor. Um, and then, um, Let's see, they, uh, they finally get to this campus, right? And um, when they get there, uh, they find out fireflies are gone. Um, they find out that they see a bunch of monkeys there, which is also something that happens in the game. Monkeys that escape from uh, uh, the zoology labs and stuff they have there. Um, and so uh, they hear a sound, they go up there, they think it's a clicker, and they get up there, and it's the monkeys, which is also scene for scene, something that happens in the game. He's like, well, at least it's not a clicker. Joel says that in the show, too. 
um, and they see the big pennant board and they see, okay, they're heading towards Salt Lake City. So they kind of have like somewhere in Brent in their mind, like this is where we kind of need to go. Um, so it could be for plenty of reasons, new resources, just whatever. Um, and so they, uh, as they get ready to head out, they see there's some bad guys here. They try to get out and on their way out, Joel fights one of them. The guy takes a swing with, swing with a baseball bat breaks it on a tree because he misses Joel. Well, now he just has, like, the bottom of the bat that's now a shank, basically. Yeah. And they get in a fight. Joel wins the fight, but the guy has stabbed Joel with the end of the bat that broke off. And this is a movie thing that people do all the time. But you pulled it out. I don't know why you're you not supposed to, right? No. You're supposed to keep it in there. And, like, obviously not, like, forever. But, like, you're not supposed to pull Until it out. Until you know you can, yeah. like... Take do care something of about yeah yeah so he loses all this blood they get away on this horse he's like not doing well and they get to where they're like where they're safe and Joel goes into shock and has lost so much blood and he falls off the horse and Ellie is freaking out right she's like tearing up big time and because it's like her fear is coming true exactly. she doesn't want to be alone yeah and so she starts saying those things word for word you can't leave me I'm gonna die like I'm not gonna have anyone and all this stuff and Joel's just out of it and here they are like facing both of their fears Joel is not only like old and like out of experience and all this stuff and um but now he's injured so he's like really not gonna be able to take care of her as well and also like Ellie's just that much closer to being alone if he does die, you know? So it's really scary. Um, and ironically enough, the song they played at the end is called Never Let Me Down Again by a guy named Craig Mason. Um, and it's an 80s song, which represents danger. trouble. Yeah, danger. So um, really good episode. Um, I think there's a lot of character development. I was a little shocked to see Tommy so fast in this show. Yeah. Um, but I think it works, and I think I it's agree. been good. This is not my favorite episode. I still think my favorite is episode three. Bill and Frank. Bill and Frank. The episode is fire. Um, but that episode, like, I heard people say, like, that is now one of, like, the most iconic TV, like, episodes ever. Yeah, it's like, great. It is good. It's so good. Um, but this one's good. I'm excited to see how it goes. I watched this uh, episode with my girlfriend for the first time, and... She was like, we have to watch the next one. She was like, Joel cannot die. So, yeah, we have to we have to see what happens next. Um, I'm eager to know what happens. Um, I really don't want Joel to die, but what a plot twist it would be. Yeah. So, I like this episode though. It was really good. Yeah, it was really good. Um, thank you guys for listening. We'll uh, see you in the next one. Thank you.